Coming up on 5-Minute News. Judge rules that Trump must testify in New York investigation. Separatist shelling in Ukraine renews invasion fears. And 73% of Americans now immune to Omicron. It's Friday, February 18. I'm Anthony Davis. Donald Trump will be required to answer questions under oath in New York State's civil investigation into his business practices, a judge ruled on Thursday. Judge Arthur Ngoran ordered Trump and his two eldest children, Ivanka and Donald Trump Jr., to comply with subpoenas issued in December by New York Attorney General Letitia James. Trump and his two children must sit for a deposition within 21 days, Ngoran said. He issued the ruling after a two-hour hearing with lawyers for the Trumps and James's office. In the final analysis, a state attorney general commences investigating a business entity, uncovers copious evidence of possible financial fraud, and wants to question under oath several of the entity's principles, including its namesake. She has the clear right to do so, Ngoran wrote in his decision. The ruling is almost certain to be appealed, but if upheld, it could force the former president into a tough decision about whether to answer questions or stay silent, citing his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. Letitia James said her investigation has uncovered evidence Trump's company used fraudulent or misleading valuations of assets, like golf courses and skyscrapers, to get loans and tax benefits. Trump's lawyers told Ngoran during the hearing that having him sit for a civil deposition now, while his company is also the subject of a parallel criminal investigation, is an improper attempt to get around a state law barring prosecutors from calling someone to testify before a criminal grand jury without giving them immunity. If Trump were to testify in the civil probe, anything he says could be used against him in the criminal investigation being overseen by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Trump could invoke his Fifth Amendment right to remain silent in a deposition, something he's criticised others for doing in the past. Shelling in Ukraine on Thursday renewed Western fears of an imminent Russian invasion, as US President Joe Biden said Moscow is preparing a pretext to justify a possible attack, and the Kremlin expelled an American diplomat. Early morning exchanges of fire between Kiev's forces and pro-Russian separatists, who've been at war for years and where a ceasefire is periodically violated, caused alarm, as Western countries have said an incursion could come at any time. One of the deepest crises in post-Cold War relations is playing out in Europe, as Russia wants security guarantees, including Kiev never joining NATO, as the US and allies offer arms control and confidence-building measures. While Russia accuses the West of hysteria, saying some of its troops have returned to bases and that it has no plans to invade, many Western countries are adamant that the military build-up is continuing ahead of a possible assault. We have reason to believe they are engaged in a false flag operation to have an excuse to go in, Biden told reporters at the White House. Every indication we have is they're prepared to go into Ukraine and attack Ukraine. He ordered Secretary of State Antony Blinken to change his travel plans at the last minute to speak at a United Nations Security Council meeting, where he outlined possible Russian scenarios. 
It could be a fabricated so-called terrorist bombing inside Russia, the invented discovery of a mass grave, a staged drone strike against civilians, or a fake, even a real attack using chemical weapons, Blinken said. Russia may describe this event as ethnic cleansing or a genocide. Russia's Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Vashinin said Blinken's comments were regrettable and dangerous. The COVID variant Omicron that assaulted the United States this winter also bolstered its defences, leaving enough protection against the coronavirus that future spikes will likely require much less, if any, dramatic disruption to society. Millions of individual Americans' immune systems now recognize the virus and are primed to fight it off if they encounter Omicron or even another variant. About half of eligible Americans have received booster shots, there have been nearly 80 million confirmed infections overall, and many more infections have never been reported. One influential model uses those factors and others to estimate that 73% of Americans are, for now, immune to Omicron, the dominant variant that could rise to 80% by mid-March. This will prevent or shorten new illnesses in protected people and reduce the amount of virus circulating overall, likely tamping down new waves. Hospitals will get a break from overwhelmed ICUs, experts agree. We have changed, said Ali Mokdad, a professor of health metric sciences at the University of Washington in Seattle. We have been exposed to this virus and we know how to deal with it. And there will be future outbreaks. The notion of a herd immunity that could stop the virus has slipped away under the harsh reality of new variants, waning immunity and the rejection of vaccines by some Americans due to right-wing propaganda. But the coronavirus is no longer new. Two years ago, it arrived in a nation where nobody's immune system had seen it before. The entire population of 330 million people were immunologically naive, that is, susceptible to infection. With varying degrees of relief and caution, many Americans are starting to return to their pre-pandemic lifestyles, though indoor masking is still widely recommended. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. We often hear about the individuals who took the oath of office to become the chief executive. But what about the other people who play a role in each administration or the events that may not be as well known, but that contribute to the reshaping of the office of the American presidency? On the presidencies of the United States, we explore each administration beyond just the person holding the highest elected office in order to better understand the history that brought us to the modern day presidency. I hope you'll join me on this journey through the annals of presidential history. Presidencies can be found anywhere fine podcasts can be found and is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.